Hello, everyone. I'm Al Grego, and this is the Yes, We Are Open podcast. Today, I'm in blustery Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Now, hopefully, this is all the bad weather we're getting from the remnants of Hurricane Lee. So far, all I've experienced is a bit of rain and some strong gusts of wind, but nothing to write home about. I'm very concerned that my flight back to Toronto tomorrow will be cancelled, but so far it's showing as running on schedule. I drove here from Dartmouth yesterday to stay ahead of the storm, although you wouldn't know it by the weather. Yesterday was a beautiful, sunny, and warm day. The perfect weather to cross the Confederation Bridge connecting New Brunswick to PEI. The bridge is the longest in Canada at 12.9 kilometers and the world's longest bridge over ice-covered water. It opened in 1997. Construction took four years and cost $1.3 billion. Kind of seems like a bargain by today's standards. Charlottetown is, of course, the capital of Prince Edward Island, founded in 1764 and named after Queen Charlotte. It was incorporated as a city in 1855. In 1864, it was the site of the famous Charlottetown Conference, the first gathering of Canadian and maritime statesmen to discuss the Maritime Union. That eventually led to the union of the British North American colonies in 1867 and Canadian Confederation. Despite their integral role, Prince Edward Island didn't join until five years later in 1873, but it's still known as the birthplace of Confederation. Today, the population of Charlottetown is approximately 40,000, making it the largest city in the small province. I got in yesterday afternoon in time to record another story for the podcast. You'll hear that one in a couple of weeks. The plan today was to hunker down in my hotel room and wait out the storm. I got my storm chips, thanks to more than one tip I received from friends online. But again, nothing too serious happened, so I got tired of waiting. As Jason Weikert from Torpedo Rays put it, I got shacky-wacky. So I went for a walk downtown, making sure I stayed close to the hotel. Some places of business were closed in anticipation of the storm, but most remained open. The locals didn't seem too worried, so that eased my concern. One place of business that was open really piqued my interest, and it turned out they were a Moneris merchant. So I seized the opportunity for one final story from my trip. I ran back to my hotel room to get my recording gear, and then returned so I could tell the story of Stryker's Den. That's Ash, the owner. He gives me a tour of his store, which is filled with really cool-looking tabletop games. But they're not your standard games. I mean, there is a foosball table, a tabletop hockey game, and a crokinole board. But that's where the familiarity ends. The other games all look similar to billiards, shuffleboard, or crokinole, but they've got names like Novus and Karim or Clask. Ash takes me around to each game and gives me the story of the game's country of origin and history. And these are dexterity games from different parts of the world. Okay. I got games from all over, um, uh, from Denmark, from Holland, from Latvia, yeah. Estonia. This looks almost like a crokinole. It's a, it's a, you could say it's a cross between crokinole and, and pool. Okay. So instead of shooting balls, mm-hmm. you're shooting wooden pucks. Some have a direct lineage to games we're familiar with in North America, while others are just curious mysteries. Well, to me anyway. Ash's enthusiasm about the history of these games is contagious, and as you'll hear in his interview, he comes by this enthusiasm honestly. So after my tour of his store, Ash and I sit down at a table. There's a sequence board between us. So we take advantage of the quiet, stormy afternoon and settle in for a game. Oh, and his interview. 
My full name is Ashutosh Mandrada. Friends call me Ash. Mm-hmm. I own uh, Strikers Den, and we we opened about five months ago. Five months, okay. Yeah, so so fairly new. Mm-hmm. Uh, on April first uh, this year, two thousand twenty-three. April Fools, okay. Is when we opened. Are you originally from PEI? Uh, no, I, I'm originally from India. I was born and raised in New Delhi, and I worked in the IT industry for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And I traveled, work for work, and and personal travel right. to the US. I, I spent 11 years in the US before. Wow. Okay. Uh, we lived in New Zealand for three years, and finally moved to Canada last year. What made you pick PEI? We have few friends in Canada, mm-hmm. different parts of Canada, in Vancouver, Toronto, and Halifax. And after having worked for 20 plus years in IT, and, and my wife also worked in, uh, in in corporate training for many years, mm-hmm. we wanted to slow down things a bit. Right. Getting getting burnt out with the especially the late night working and yeah, the escalation yeah. calls. So and, and was your wife in IT as well? She worked in corporate training. She started as a school teacher, mm-hmm. so she did a couple of years of teaching and then uh, moved into corporate training. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wanted to move into a a smaller town, smaller place, right. away from the the traffic jams and yeah. and you know. Have a better work-life balance, mm-hmm. and uh, we enjoyed playing games. Yeah, but I never thought that one day we we'll, we could open a business. Sure. And uh, we thought, hey, why not? You know, slow down things, have a small business. You know. Yeah. Did you already have the idea for the business when you moved here? Uh, yes, we did. We actually moved here on something called an entrepreneur visa program mm-hmm. that's offered by PEI Immigration. So the way it works is they look for individuals who plan to open a business in PI. There's a certain financial commitment right. that you invest so much business and and you hire so many employees, and they they help you out. We looked at it and yeah. we thought, hey, why not become business owners? You know, uh, my my wife still she joined a company, okay. so she works nearby and she he helps me later in the evening to the weekends. Right. So one of us, you know, continue to work. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll run the business and and see how it goes. Still in India? Yes, mm-hmm. both my wife and I we we, we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they think of what you're doing here? Having spent 20 plus years, you know, families have seen seen both of us, you know, mm-hmm. working long hours and and yeah. traveling and so in in a way they they're happy that okay mm-hmm. you, you're you're doing things that you you enjoy doing. Yeah. In fact, before opening the the business, I I, I took a a year long career break mm-hmm. to to write a history book. Oh wow! I was intrigued by global history. Mm-hmm. And while writing the book, we, we took notes on the, the different kind of games that were being played right. around the world. So this is always in the back of your head. Always it was back, but I, I never thought I'll actually open a business. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, things just fell in place. Yeah. And and here we are. All these games have a, some kind of a connection. Mm-hmm. Like the chess came up in India. Right. And from there, 6th or 7th century went to Iran or Persia. And from Persia, a few centuries later, it reached Europe. Just like languages. Yeah. And the games modify mm-hmm. as they travel a few thousand miles in different cultures. Right. But the genesis remains the same. We have games from Egypt, uh, from China, the ancient games mm-hmm. we have from Greece, India, like games like like Penti or Go, and mm-hmm. uh, a game called Mangkala that, that's played in Africa. Yeah. I, I found a, a, a person in the in the US. He makes handcrafted replicas of ancient games. Right. So I'm getting a whole bunch of games uh, with names like Senet. Mm-hmm. It's a very old Egyptian game. Okay. Old as in 
from 2000 BC, right. wow. that, that old. Yeah. How were you received? Oh well, it, it, it's easy to get noticed. It, it's a small town, yeah. so so it, it's hard for you know people to not notice. So we we did a bit of radio advertising that helped because yeah. the, the, they're yeah. right next door to the radio station. Yeah, they they're next door. <laughs> they they just popped in and they say, yeah. hey, we could do this, and and they sometimes they, they offered us free advertising as well oh, on, on, on the radio. Yeah, because the island is small, but still some parts can be two or three hour drive from Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. There's still some remote areas. Remote areas yeah. and, and, and those people often come to Charlotte Town on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So we had to get the word out to the far end corners of, of the island. Right. And even even New Brunswick or yeah. Nova Scotia. And uh, so so radio advertising is, is what, what helped us. Then we, we, we did there's a newspaper called The Buzz that's quite popular in, in town. Coffee News we, we got flyers posted at tourism PI offices. Right. So when you enter the island from yeah. Borden, you should find our flyer right. in the rack of flyers yeah. and, and, and so, so on actually, and so forth. Pretty traditional uh, advertising plan, right? Yeah. Radio, print. Print, I radio, mean, and, and of course, social media, yeah, fa- yeah. Facebook and Insta. The moment June and July arrived, mm-hmm. it was a... The town was filled with tourists from from all over the world. Yeah, we'd have people walk in, uh, tourists from Germany, from Switzerland, from all over the U.S., Mexico, China, Vietnam. You, you name a country, and yeah. and, and wow. there, there were people walking in, mm-hmm. and they were happy to see games from their part of the world. Right, and then they also wanted to learn about games from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. You sell them here, obviously. Do you do you sell on your online as well, or? I haven't started online as yet. Uh, I just want to see how the response is. Sure. Uh, because I, I noticed the, the shipping cost in, in Canada can be high. Yeah. And well, especially if you're on an island. On an island like <laughs> yeah. this. And, and you know, uh, shipping, adding the shipping would make it, I wasn't sure how much, how buyers would perceive that. And so far, I, I've enjoyed people walking in and, and you know, building relations with them. Mm. And whether it's tourists or locals. There's Holland College yeah, and there's the UPEI, right. University of PEI. So do you get a lot of students in here? I get a lot of students uh, later in the evening. So after six, seven, that, that's when students, and uh, Fridays and Saturdays, I'll get more students, okay. definitely. Is this your, your first time here? Uh, it's my second time here. I've been here once before. Yeah. And you're playing this game Novus. I mean, how did you know how to play this game? Uh, the first time we came here, he graciously showed us how to play most of the games here, which was pretty awesome. Are you students here at the college? Uh, I'm just done my year at the college. I'm in school right now. So uh, is this a place you see yourself coming to uh, often? Uh, Yeah, no, it's a great atmosphere. I really like it here. Definitely going to come back a lot more. And what do you think of this place? Uh, Games are pretty fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can you explain maybe what uh, what the game is here? Uh, It's sort of like pool. There's little red and black circles of wood that you put in the middle of this table and you have a bigger puck that you have to use to hit them into the four holes in each of the cur- each of the corners. And uh, who's winning right now? I can't tell. I think I'm winning. <laughs> Carry on. So supporting local business is, is, is a very strong feeling in yeah. NPI, as it would be in any any small community. Yeah. So definitely people have encouraged and, and yes, there's a very, very good spirit mm-hmm. of that.
even the the mayor of the city he's walked in yeah and which came as a surprise i mean I, in a place like india you'd not get a a political leader just walk in right, right. you know and and say hello and yeah. uh, in fact a few weeks ago we had the pride parade mm-hmm. in town yeah. and i was standing outside my shop there was a big crowd and the parade was going and a young gentleman walked in from mm-hmm. the parade he looked familiar mm-hmm. it was the prime minister it was, a, it was justin, justin trudeau really? yeah and yeah. I, you know how it happens sometimes yeah. you you see uh, celebrities on tv yeah, yeah. and and i know him and my wife is running and yeah. like what's happening i shook hands with him yeah. no oh, oh this is the prime minister i'm yeah. like oh wow and he was a very, very nice guy mm-hmm. uh, looked a lot younger than the, even the, what what he seems on tv yeah, and well, uh, the, the camera adds 20 years to <laughs> <laughs> it's been interesting experiences you know <laughs> i mean what do you tell your family at home yeah, you say I, the I, prime minister walked into yeah, my business you walked in and he is shaking hands and uh, you know there's a lot of pent up desire to to do activities which are social yeah. um and during the pandemic people picked up the hobbies of board games right so board games sort of made a comeback mm-hmm. during yeah, the pandemic did. you're right yeah and now people are almost having like a withdrawal symptom mm-hmm. because they they're missing the family get togethers or or the, the time this family was spending right so i'm having people walk in and asking more for party games and mm-hmm. and games that can be played with 6 or even 10 plus people right right and people are hosting those get togethers yeah. so pandemic had a had a positive effect on this uh, indoor gaming culture right uh, and even though pandemic is over uh, that that habit has stayed and people are you know spending more time together up next After a successful launch in a busy summer, Strikers Den seems to be doing great in its first few months. But the tourism season on the island is short, and the true test will be how Strikers Den makes it through the off-season. Will the local support be enough? Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to Yes We Are Open. Ash Mandrata and his wife moved to Canada a year ago to start their own business. They chose Charlottetown as their new home with hopes of becoming part of the local business community. They've had a great start with lots of support. But now that the tourism season is coming to an end, how do they manage? Let's find out. Uh, so, I mean, you've only been open what's that? 5 uh, uh, months, 5 and a half months. months, yeah. So, struggles. You know, opening a new business obviously is going to be struggles. But what would you say has been your biggest struggle? You know, a store like this whether you call it a hobby store mm-hmm. or a specialty retail of course it, it attracts a lot of onlookers sure. and a lot of curious eyes mm-hmm. people walk in but converting curious people mm-hmm. into buyers yeah that that's the biggest challenge okay. i mean end of the day it, it's it's not a museum yeah it, it's a for profit Mm-hmm. business where i have rents to pay utilities yeah yeah so i have to make sure that not get caught by you know just the hook mm-hmm. or just the having curious items like a cabinet of curiosity yeah you know it it should be a place where people are actually spending time and and spending money spending money yeah so so that that's the hard part and the way i got around that was identifying what games to sell mm-hmm. you know what price points to sell on an impulse somebody could spend 20 to 40 50 bucks mm-hmm. but if you have games which cost more than 100 the impulse buyers are not going to spend 100 dollars right so finding the right price points and the right games mm-hmm. 
initially I, I kept all games which are the top of the line which are very prominent in gaming community yeah. but I forgot that Monopoly and Scrabble mm-hmm. Bananagrams yeah. you know, the, the person on the street wants to buy a Scrabble mm-hmm. and playing cards and a set of dice yeah. so you got to have that as well right. there's a family here in Charlottetown they, they make cribbage boards mm. which says I love PEI oh, yeah. PEI shape so cribbage is a big game cribbage is a big game yeah. so I'm getting some boards made from them even uh, like, like a game like Celtic chess mm-hmm. or a lot of people here in, in the region have Celtic ancestry they, they associate with, with a symbolic game like that yeah So people buy for multiple reasons. Yeah. Keeping the commercial viability on back of your mind is is the biggest right. challenge. Yeah. Just compliments yeah. are great. It it feels great. Yeah. Every day, you know, 50 people walk in and say you got a lovely store. Mm-hmm. But you can't pay the rent with compliments. Yeah, but yeah. you can't pay the rent with compliments. So. So yeah, that, that's the hard part. Figuring out how mm-hmm. to uh, make that work. A simple thing like I assume that when a family with kids walks in, mm-hmm. they'd associate this place with hosting a birthday party. Okay. But I learned that un- unless you tell people mm-hmm. that, hey, I offer this place for birthday parties as well, people are like, huh, that's interesting. I could do that. So you, as a business owner, you have to put that word in, yeah. in the consumer head. Yeah. And well, not, it's not, not, obvi- not it's not obvious, right? Not so, obvious, on, and yeah. I was for some reason, weird mm-hmm. reason, I was assuming that they'd see this place and they'd yeah. want to host a birthday party here. Mm-hmm. But I realized you have to tell people yeah. that hey, if you want to host a birthday party, this place is yeah. on That's offer. Great idea. I didn't so, think about. Well, I'm going to admit to you, I came in here and I didn't think it was a birthday party. But, so, uh, so, so my bad yeah. on initial months, mm-hmm. assuming mm-hmm. that people would figure it out on their yeah. own. Yeah, people all all age groups. Mm-hmm. You know, event hosting is. is important. Yeah. That's that'll be a big part of your business. Have you part. done a lot of it this summer so far? I I've done done quite a few. Yeah. Summer camps, mm-hmm. birthday parties, uh, social events, mm-hmm. and I I plan to do more of those. Interesting. Whatever keeps the yeah. your, your Moneris <laughs> system the whatever the chirp that mm-hmm. we we love, mm-hmm. the chirp has to yeah. sound every day and yeah. and that's what keeps the engine running and yeah. I think the the hardest struggle actually which, which I forgot to mention was finding a commercial place. Oh right. So yeah, how did you uh, come up on this location? Oh, it 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 took 2 months yeah. of walking streets. Mm-hmm. I I wanted to be in downtown. Yeah. And downtown Charlottetown is like any downtown. Yeah. I'm sure in any city in Canada is is extremely hard mm-hmm. to find a, a commercial space. This looks like so, you've got a great spot here between the radio station and the cake uh, Yeah, and yeah. Bakery. Yeah, I it, it's still still not ideal. No. The ideal if you notice on Queen Street is mm-hmm. the the main street. Okay. And Victoria Row is the center of attraction. Right. Ideally you want to be close to Victoria Row. Yeah. Because we we get almost uh, I don't know 2000 cruise ships in a year. Right. And the people from the cruises they're big spenders. Yeah. but they they don't walk till the other end of town which mm-hmm. where we are they they want to be near the harbor so they they'll make it a point to have a coffee and yeah. so souvenirs sell a lot yeah. and sometimes if they make it till here then they they buy games so it's not ideal ideal yeah. but still i'm in downtown yeah. and I, i do get a lot of tourist traffic so finding a commercial place in in charlottetown is next to impossible hmm. these days um, well i mean that's like it's good and bad i mean this business is doing all right but also You know, if you're a new business, it's hard to to get your foot in the door. 
True. The, the rents are also higher yeah. in downtown, but I think it, it's it's better to pay a higher rent in downtown mm-hmm. rather than. Of course, I could get a much bigger place sure. outside, but then I'll, I'll miss out on the the pedestrian traffic and the residents of all these hotels and yeah. the million tourists right. that we get in a year. So yeah, finding a place was hard. It just so happened the landlord who was uh, we were renting his apartment, mm-hmm. he owned several properties, mm. and he happened to own this one as well. And it came up and said, "Hey, we we just jumped in and then we we took it." So I mean, it's a nice space. It's a nice place. This used to be owned by a company called David's Tea. Ah, earlier. yeah, yeah. It's it's a popular mm-hmm. tea chain. So thanks to some of their yeah. initial investment yeah. the, the, on the lights, and yeah. then we we do a bit of retrofitting, and, and we, we managed to to get the place going. Look, a business like this, there's going to be good days, yeah. and there's going to be quiet days. Yeah. You know, so if you get two quiet days in a row, mm-hmm. to be honest, it, you have to motivate yourself right. to like, hey, am I doing the right thing? Am, yeah. am I wasting my time just yeah. sitting here? And then third day, suddenly you get a whole bunch of your your sales are mm-hmm. far better than expected. So I, I, I learned to look at numbers on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Don't don't never look at on a daily basis. Yeah. Because every day will be a roller coaster. Sure. You know. Is there anything that Moneris has done to help you with you know starting this business and, and, uh, and getting it going? Oh, uh, I'd say just the, the ease of support. I think the the online and the custom support mm-hmm. and the, the sales. The the lady who she was based in uh, Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. and just the, the advice from her and just the overall the the equipment is yeah. top notch, mm-hmm. and the overall experience, the cash transfer, the funds transfer is instant. So overall, yeah, the. Uh, Satisfaction index is very high. Okay. Coming up after the break, we find out what the future holds for Strikers Den. Success in business doesn't come without moments of struggle. Moments when you had to face your challenges head on. As the proud partner of Canadian business, Moneris plays a critical role in empowering businesses with the payment processing tools they need to succeed. Together, we are building stronger businesses where business owners everywhere can stand up to their challenges without slowing down. Moneris, proud partner of Canadian business. Welcome back to Yes, We Are Open. Ash Mandrata hopes that he has positioned Strikers Den to continue to grow through the winter season and into next year's busy tourist season. It might be a little too soon to talk about growth, but what are Ash's hopes and dreams for the future of his business? Let's find out. Your future outlook. Um, you've been open for five months. So what does the future look like for Strikers Den? Based on my discussion with other mm-hmm. similar business owners, yeah. they say the, the first year generally you, you spend in getting the word out, you know, getting people to know that there's a store like that yeah. and discipline is important that you have to stay open right? yeah. I, I should not be closing the shop at a, at a drop of a hat right. like it's going to be bad weather yeah. so once people know that this store is definitely going to be open mm-hmm. and they will be well stocked and they will have what we need and once that loyal you know, band of customers gets ready then second year is, is definitely better yeah. so all the effort we are putting in is towards year mm-hmm. two really but yeah idea is to, to definitely grow and, and do more events have more revenue streams, uh, start online as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, so online is going to be a big part of yeah. the, the coming months in here. And, and with my prior experience, mm-hmm. that's, that's an area where I'm, I'm strong at. Yeah. 
take a fantastical view of the future, what would you like to see? You know, let's say business booms for the next five years. Do you have like ambition for growth or franchising if, or, or something? If that were to happen, mm -hmm. let's say, yeah. hypothetically, then yes, I, I don't see why we should not have a franchise like Strikers Den in different cities. Uh, I, I get a lot of visitors from bigger cities yeah. and they tend to have more appreciation sometimes. Mm -hmm. For a, they're always wanting for a store like this. Yeah. People in the US, it was a surprise to me, people from big cities like New York City mm -hmm. and other big American cities telling me that they don't find these games when they go to shop for their kids. Right. Because the US is dominated by the, the big box, sure. the Targets yeah. and Walmarts, and they don't sell anything that won't sell a million copies. Mm -hmm. So they won't be interested in selling these board games. Yeah. If you walk into a Canadian Tire or Walmart, yeah. you'll find the same old Monopoly and Scrabbles and Risk and you know those games. So definitely there's a need and, and people are willing to pay a premium. Yeah. So franchise could be an option if, if things were to work out. Maybe a partnership, maybe a, yeah. a, a store in a city like Halifax or, or Toronto or Vancouver. <music>
You can tell Ash loves his work. That's why I found him in his empty store during threat of a hurricane. No one would have blamed him if he had taken the day off. Many others did. But had he taken the day off, I wouldn't have met him and told his story. So I, for one, am glad he went to work that day, and so are the other patrons who showed up later that afternoon. Which reminds me, if you're curious about who won our game of sequence, it was me, but I think Ash was being a gracious host. I'm much more gracious than this host. Yes, We Were Open is a Moneris podcast production. I'd like to thank Ash for taking the time to share his story. You can learn more about Striker's Den at strikersden.ca. Follow them on Facebook at Striker's Den and on Instagram, they're at strikers.den. Please support this podcast by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or rate us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Canadian small business owner or know of one with an interesting story of perseverance to tell, I'd love to help tell it. You can contact me at podcast at Moneris.com. Tune in next week for another story of small business struggle and survival on the Yes We Are Open podcast. I'm Al Grego. Thank you for listening. Thank you.